We'll be having a lot of conversations about other guys' dicks. Whose dicks? Your boys. I think you're going to be having a lot of conversations about other guys' dicks with your girls, friend. Yeah, don't fucking, don't touch chases. <laughs> Just, oh, tell gonna... Just tell them to whip it out. Just tell them to whip it out. I'm gonna tell him to whip it out. That will impress her. Because <laughs> he's got the he's got the big one. There's a fucking snake. She might be like, "Whoa, that's bigger than my dad's." <laughs> Welcome to your football. Fantasy. Welcome to this show. It's your football fantasy. Dwee's nuts. That's me. These guys are here. I think the energy's a little low, but we're going to work on that. Well, I'm bringing credibility back to the show for you guys' fucking piss poor showing last week. If you would just show up, thanks then we for that, have buddy. To worry Appreciate about it. it. You guys have about 30%. Accuracy you rate. Know what percent you were, fucker? Zero. Kiss Zero it. Percent. I couldn't fucking be father of the year and everything. Son of the year. I had you so many things to take care of last weekend. Should have just brought the 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 parents down here for a good old. Well, that would have been real. Oh, oh, they would have loved. It. What's your dad's name? Arthur. Oh, Arthur. 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 Arthur would have been all about. Arthur would be like, "What the fuck are you talking?" He'd been talking about some old school football. Uh, some it would have been Mike Ditka and shit. Yeah, he would, but like he would be like, I don't understand why you give a that, fuck about football this that'd much. Be, that'd be great. He said you're Already, wasting, you're wasting your time, time, son. Next time you get it. Stop wasting well, your if, fucking if life. You, if, if you convinced him that there was beer down here, Ooh. then he'd be okay. He's yeah. a beer guy. Is he a beer guy like you, or is he a Miller Light guy like us? <laughs> um, no, he drinks beer. So, so like Bud Light? No. Whatever. Old style. He will drink old style during the during the summer. Only during oh, the summer. Now. God damn. Otherwise, that, he'll drink. Heavy, I got Harper thinking about. Old he'll, style. he'll drink lining kugels and heavy beers during the, the winter, and then he'll go to. Oh, his, you said yeah. You were his old style during the summer. Oh, Christ. And so, if he doesn't like old style, then it's Miller High Life. Ooh, Ooh the champagne of beer. Sounds like a good man. He had a college buddy that only drank High Life throughout all of college. That's impressive. I, it's something. Something good to drink. I got some Crown and Coke today. I'm there not fucking around. Arnold Palmer. Those are those are okay. The good doctors are fighting off a headache. I didn't want to go too sweet, but fighting off a headache. Yeah, more beer will fix that for you. Let's uh, let's talk about some fantasy football, guys. It's week nine in the NFL. We are past the halfway point, which always always shocks me when that happens because it goes so quickly. There's there's some news for us to discuss. This week in football. Uh, Brock Osweiler's getting the start again. He's made it through the month of October and he's still rolling. Yay! Is it is it really any worse than Tannehill, though? No. No, but you're talking about the fucking 19th and the fucking 22nd quarterback. But it, You know what fucking Bullfrog said accurately last week? Who gives a fuck and stop talking about shitty players? Well, you talk about Brock Osweiler because there are Miami Dolphins that are... are Valuable and worth talking about in Who? fantasy football. And well, after last week, you got to talk about Devontae Parker. Anybody down with that 135 yard receiving already, game in his first game? We discredited back? that. Yeah, did yeah, we? I think he's a bum. Um, Kenyon Drake, remember when I dropped him in week three and he hasn't had less than 20 <laughs> points of fantasy scoring since then? That's fun. That's been all with Brock Osweiler. Whatever, he's starting again. Who cares? Um, the only where it's relevant is if you're in like a league like mine where you have two quarterbacks 
And even at that oh, point... Would you be willing to roll a Brock Osweiler out there? I would be this week. Or Eli Manning. Manning. Yeah. Eli Manning's... You know, a healthy Eli Manning's not much better than Osweiler. Who's your first quarterback? Philip Rivers. Oh, that's a good one. Yes. Or, like, if you're in a 16-teamer, he, can, sure. he could be an option, especially on a bye Osweiler week. is owned in our Dynasty League. Yeah, you did some numbers on that one, buddy. There's, like, fucking, what, 340 players are actually... That are in, in, let's see... Take out the 11 defensive players. Yes. Take out the fucking five offensive linemen. Is there anyone fucking left to go find? No. Let's go to Cleveland. It is Cleveland, but, you know, Cleveland's been the talk of, uh, well, one of the talks of football since the offseason when they went the late shit. Some firings. Hugh Jackson and Todd Haley, offensive coordinator, both out in Cleveland. Greg Williams, who I think is mentally unstable. <laughs> Agreed. I think he's got the mind of a child. Uh, based on anything? I think he's got the mind of a uh, So, yeah, based on two seasons of hard knocks, which isn't that much. But when he was with the Rams, uh, they were on hard knocks. And this past year, I just think he's an idiot. Uh, but their good, defense, defense, good defensive coach. Their defense has been great this year. So he's taken over as the interim head coach. Freddie Kitchens takes over as the offensive coordinator. So I saw that name. I said, who the fuck is Freddie Kitchens? I did a little bit of research. I'll tell you a little bit about him. Who he is and his very limited history in play calling. And make of that whatever you will for fantasy purposes. He was a quarterback in Alabama a long time ago. He spent time coaching tight ends in Dallas under Bill Parcells. Tight ends in Arizona. He was a quarterback and coach in Arizona all the way up until Byron Leftwich got hired as the quarterback coach there. And he got bumped to the running back spot. This year, he was hired as a running back coach and assistant head coach Ooh. in Cleveland. Uh, so, somebody thinks he's got some talent as a coach, though he's been bumped around from position to position. As a former quarterback, you have to think there's some potential for him helping Baker Mayfield out a little bit, which Todd Haley was not, which is why he was fired. He did play. He did call plays for... Uh, one of Cleveland's preseason games. This is the only experience he has in the NFL of calling plays. And it was his second highest score Cleveland put up, 35 points. I dug a little deeper, and he was very balanced in his play calling, just 30, 30 pass attempts, 32 rushes in that game. They were up 25 points at halftime, so maybe he ran the ball a little more. But in the first half, it was 17 passes to 19 rushes. So um, you have to assume, based on the very limited Example we've got here, this offense is going to try to stay really balanced. My, uh, not a good week for that, though. <laughs> not a good week for that. I'm saying moving forward, right. buddy. I got you. Uh, you know, my hope is, and I think part of the reason Todd Haley's out, and we talked about this on the show last week, Bullfrog, Haley, Todd Haley did not do anything to help make Baker Mayfield's job easier. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, you know, screen passes... Tight ends over the middle, short passes, easy, quick completions. These things help young quarterbacks, and they weren't doing any of that. So let's hope that there's some of that going on to help Baker complete some passes. Uh, You can think Njoku maybe starts to get a little tick up. Maybe they start actually using Duke Johnson after giving him $20 million this offseason. The only person that this really helps is Nick Chubb. I mean, simply, they're going to run the ball a hell of a lot more than they were before. You think they're going to run it more than they were before? Yeah. Because they were running it the most in the, well, third most in the league before. Freddie Kitchens has never called a play in the NFL. In the regular season. Yeah, NFL. Um, this helps Chubb because they have a good defense and they're going to probably pound the ball for a little bit until they figure out their offense. 
Well, yeah, I do, yeah. Let, uh, you're yeah. probably right. He's probably going to call better, more screen passes. You'd think that helps out Duke Johnson a little bit. This fucking hurts Callaway and hurts Landry a lot, for sure. Interesting to watch. I'm, I'm, I'm interested again to watch the Browns. In the beginning of the year, I was interested to see what was going to go on with this team. I've very quickly lost interest. Here I am again, ready to watch. And uh, we'll see. It's going to be all the Freddie Kitchen show. Greg Williams doesn't know enough about offense to call any plays. He's going to hand it over and say, go for it, right? Or he might sit there and say, fuck, we got a good defense here. Keep running the I ball. just want my defense on the field, so fuck you and your offense. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. It should be fun to watch. We'll see what's going to happen. I have no fantasy advice for any of your Cleveland Browns at this point. but Chubb's probably a good probably a good option. Yeah, I don't. you can't imagine there's any change until we see something different. How about Fitzmagic? He's back. He's back. Drink it up. That's going to happen here soon. I traded... you, you and I talked about this when when Winston took over against the Bears, and we said he looks like shit. Bad. Bad. He looked like he was missing throws, throws and guess all what? All over it took him, what, two and a half week or two and a half games to figure this out? I traded for Jameis Winston this week. He came in and threw four interceptions and got sat on his ass. And that's the reason, well, one of many reasons, I lost to you, Wiz. In fantasy football this week, because I rolled him out there. Because you're an idiot. The only reason the only reason he played like that is because I put him. You're on an the... idiot. I still don't really see the point though. To Fitz Magic, he's great. He can win Connor, games. Connor's trying to save his job. Yeah, but he's not going to make the playoffs. They're not going to be good. Fitz Magic can win, win games. games. Yeah, when, when he's done. So what's the matter if you go seven and nine? You just Con- get a worse draft pick. Connor's trying How's to helping you. Connor's trying How's to keep his job. You? Keep your job. Yeah, but it's not his decision. It shouldn't be in the Maybe long not run. helping the team, but it should be a GM's decision to the fucking owners. Say, fuck it. What's Fitzmagic going to do for us in the long maybe run? He Nothing. Win, maybe he wins out. Maybe there's a, somebody else out there. Maybe it doesn't have to be Jameis, but maybe there's another guy they got on the roster. It'll give him some I think they run. got plenty of op problems on that whole roster. And right now, Dirk exactly. Cutter is worried about keeping his job. If I was they, fucking GM of that shit, I'd say, fuck Fitzmagic. I could care less. What if Fitzmagic wins out? Yeah, we all know that's not going to fucking happen. But what Fitz, Fitz, what, what do you lose? How many yeah, you want to put, you wanna put a bet on that? How confident yeah, are you? Fitzmagic's a good option for, for fantasy purposes. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. He's a great... He, he's already owned, I'm sure, in every yeah. league right now. But, yeah, great great option for fantasy purposes going forward. Because he's got even three if they do receivers. Lose, he's going to... Th- if, if they lose every game, he's going to throw two, three touchdowns every game. In, in 300 see. yards. You think he can sustain for a whole the rest of the he's season? So fun to watch. He's never done it before. He's so f- well. He got a nice break. Yeah, he maybe got some rejuvenation on his shoulder. Maybe that's all he needed. How about Love Bell? Still not back. Did you trade for him again? I did trade for him. I still have him, but I now also have James Conner on that same team. So I've rectified <laughs> right? that situation. Lev Bell has to come back for the Week Ten game. There was a lot of speculation that he'd be back by the bye. Otherwise, he, he doesn't lose. He doesn't get his free agency, correct? Otherwise, next year will be the same as this year. <laughs> so he's he still will be on back. His last season of his guy. So everybody, there was a lot of ex, uh, expectation he'd be back in the bye week. Didn't come back. A lot of speculation he'd be back um, week five, week eight. He yeah. didn't come back. Then there was all this speculation that he was waiting till the trade deadline because he didn't want to get traded. Four thirty came and went on Tuesday, and he didn't come back. He's still not fucking back. I guess it's just going to be week ten. If you're the Pittsburgh Steelers, what do you do with James Conner, who's I think second or third in the league right now? But James Conner starts rest of the year out. And you, you what? You say fuck you, Lev Bell. We're not going to let you showcase. Uh, I think you, if you need Lev Bell in a couple games, you put him in. But but Conner, you, you do not fucking give in to Levy and Bell at this point. If you're the James Conner owner and you're not the Lev Bell owner, 
coming up on week 10, do you think about, well, I mean, your trade deadline's probably pretty damn close to here. Do you think about trying to get rid of him and try to capitalize on the value? Or do you think he'll be worthy of starting as a running back one or two going forward? I think he's worthy starting at least at number two going forward. Um, the question is, is that can you get rid of him now for another one? I mean, would you even, would you trade him right now for McCaffrey? It, I would not. McCaffrey's not been playing like a one, though. Bullfrog? Trade who for McCaffrey? Connor. No, I'd keep I'd keep Connor. Until McCaffrey shows otherwise. Would you back. trade Connor for Joe Mixon? Would I trade? Uh, yeah, I would. I'd, no, take, I'd, take, I'd take Mixon over Connor. I think Mixon and Connor are pretty damn close to level right now. It's Right, you're in that flex week right now, really. It's a tough, you're in that tough spot to... You know, next week, I feel like, or whenever, you'll know a little bit more but the about problem what's going to happen. Your trade deadline is likely here before. But I think right? the question was, would you would you be pushing to get rid of Connor? Would you trade him? I think the answer is yes, you would. For the right value. For the right some good value. Yeah. Is a running back yeah. one? Yes. Yeah. But, I mean, don't Connor's still going to produce for you, just not the same value. Yeah, I, I have Points no fucking clue what's going to happen. I, I, You know, he'll he'll produce. If they, if they come anywhere close to a 50-50 split, though... Neither of these guys are worth a running back. One, yeah, two. But, Two's right. But not you, one. That's not what you want from a, a Pittsburgh it's running It's going to be interesting. Brandon Marshall, dead to the NFL. Cut one more time. He's going to mm-hmm. retire at the end of this season, right? Finally Maybe gone. Maybe can just shift a tight end somewhere. David Moore steps <laughs> in and becomes becomes the guy, apparently, on this team. Uh, yeah, he, who knows? We'll see. He'll, he'll keep trying. He's going to try to get signed next year, won't, and he'll retire. Nathan Peterman is going to get the start against Chicago. Looks like the Bears, our Bears, are going to get another win. Yay. Ugh. Matt Barkley was signed to this team as a backup. Or, or as my note says, maybe a mid-game replacement when uh, Peterman throws another five interceptions in the first half. Any bets against the Bears this week? No. I picked None? the Bears in our uh, Survivor. Fuck. You know what? Like, after you watched that Bills game last week, too, if they had, I feel like if they had a serviceable quarterback, they'd be a pretty... Like, Their if Tyrod Taylor was still there, strong. they'd be borderline playoff If A.J. Team. McCarron was still the Bears, if, The Bills. Oh, the Bills? If Tyrod was yeah. still there, they'd be a Their borderline defense, playoff Their team. defense is good. Yeah. Their defense is strong. Right? Their pass That's sad that they just well, got they, they squeaked into the playoffs there. last year. Right. Here's, a, here's an idea for the Bills. Go sign Kaepernick and see if you can. No win. shit, fuck, he's a hundred I, I, I did hear some. Let's pick up Matt Barkley. I, I did hear that. Don't forget that Kaepernick was pretty bad at when, when, when his last few games in the NFL or his last season in the NFL. Yeah, so he was okay. Was no, he, he was pretty was he bad. Was okay, he, he was, was Jameis okay. Winston. But that was a put bad team. Put him against that, that Niners team. Don't disagree with you. Put him against Nathan Peterman and Matt Barkley. Where does he fall? Even in his worst yeah, season, much better. Oops. I'm not yeah. sure he's better than Matt Barkley. Okay, I watched Matt Barkley a little bit last year. You should. Have Matt Barkley too. was in the NFL last year. What two years ago when he stepped in and played for the Bears? Yeah, bad. Kaepernick was fucking terrible. He went to the Super Bowl, right? Yeah, with fucking Jim Harbaugh. Correct. How's he doing in Michigan? Five Harbaugh with their five. What are they? Five and two. One loss. One loss for them. Hey, uh, Walmart, Wolverine. Walmart Wolverine. Speaking of bad. Elijah McGuire activated off the IR at the exact same week or a week after Bilal Powell goes to the IR. Yeah, don't give a shit about any Jet running back. No, I picked up Elijah McGuire. Of course McGuire. you would. He's a dumpster <laughs> fucking diver. Big time. Yeah, I will. <laughs> I'm, I'm dumpster. I've, I've always got bench spots where I can put somebody who we don't know what's going to happen with them. Listen, listeners, if you are pick up McGuire on your team, 
you shouldn't be fucking playing fantasy football. Here's the dumbest thing that happened in one of my leagues this week. Somebody, last week, dropped Dalvin Cook. Just dropped him. Mm. And, of course, I ran out to the waiver wire and threw him on my top priority immediately. I was having a conversation with Bullfrog, and I started to tell him that somebody dropped Dalvin Cook. And then I remembered, nope, he's in my league and has a higher waiver priority. I'm not going to fucking tell him who it was. Day comes around, it happens, and, of course... It's uh, the big whiz here that manages to take Dalvin yeah! Cook for free Son of a in bitch. week nine in our fantasy league. For free. It was, he might not produce to like week 10 or I but he's going to do that. fucking man. Who dropped him? I don't know, but I'm Air, ecstatic about garbage. It. Might have been, might have been our boy Trevor. Oh, I don't know. no. Yeah. Remember those, those running backs I couldn't find? what I want Thank to know. God, I finally found one. Find, looking for a running back all year. So, uh, Dalvin Cook, this week... Looks like he's going to suit up and play. He will be on a snap count. Wow. We'll see exactly what that means. Hopefully, they, they they actually put him on a snap count, so next week he can play in full. And he can be back, because we still do think this kid can play. If my, hope at this point, my hope at this point is that he sucks ass, because you got him and I didn't. <laughs> Anyway, let's jump into the real news, big news. Trade deadline in the NFL came and went this week on Tuesday. And there were there were some trades, three big ones that we want to talk about for fantasy purposes here because there's some fantasy implications with all three of these, I think. Uh, let's start with Demarius Thomas. Demarius Thomas traded to the Houston Texans. The real interesting thing is here here is that Houston travels to Denver to play this week. So Ooh, he gets to go to Denver and play against his team as of Five straight wins. A few days ago. Houston is a team that is coming up, man. They are they're they're playing well. They started slow, but they're getting it done. Denver's still kind of a eh, are they gonna come out and play or are they not team week to week? Uh three questions that I have for each of these trades for you guys. Who does this trade help on either team? Who does it hurt on either team? And where do you see the guy traded, in this case Demarius Thomasing, finishing? Rest of season as far as his position in fantasy in his on his new team. I go first. Sure. Okay. Who does it help? It helps Cortland Southern Sutton. Cortland Sutton. Big time. Um, immediately, this he becomes fantasy relevant immediately. Number one, eight fantasy option every week. And he was the hottest waiver wire pickup in every league of fantasy football there is. This, you know, I will say that last week I thought about picking up Cortland Sutton just leading up to the trade deadline because there were some rumors about these guys, but I didn't do it, so I didn't get him anywhere. Th- that's the immediate person. The other person I think this helps is um, it helps Watson. Okay. I mean, it, Fuller, Fuller's out. It's, it's, another, it's, another, it's another tool in his arsenal to spread the ball around. I, I, I don't think... Demarius Thomas is actually that good anymore. He doesn't replace Fuller in terms of taking the top off of defenses, but it still helps him giving him another weapon. He's relatively reliable when the ball goes his way. Yes. He runs a weak route these days, but he, he, can't. he can't separate like he used to. Okay. Bullfrog? Uh, I think it helps Sutton, obviously. Um, uh, I actually think it might help Emmanuel Sanders more. Um, Sutton's going to be shifting over, taking number one coverage from number one corner. Uh, and Sanders is the go-to guy, will continue to be the go-to guy, I think his his targets might get a little bump. Uh, I also think it helps Phillip Lindsay. Um, less three receiver sets, more t- two tight end packages, uh, maybe a little more big big running game setup, more passes to uh, Lindsay out of the backfield. Um, and, yeah, it helps, it helps Thomas. I think it's a better 
probably a better spot for him being a number two compared to being a number one. Um, I really don't think it hurts anyone from either team. I think out of these three trades, it's the only one that doesn't negatively impact anyone. I'm going to disagree with you on that point because I think this hurts Kiki Kuti quite a lot. Yeah, he wasn't really fantasy relevant anyway. Kiki Kuti was 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 set up in a position. Yeah, he was still being streaming used. option flexer. He, he was a flexer. Two weeks trafficking. Two of the nine weeks. But so far, he's with been. Fuller going out and Kiki starting to get more confidence from his quarterback, you had to assume some of those missed targets were going to go his way. Even though he wasn't really a deep ball threat guy, all of a sudden he's relegated back to just presumably at this point, the third target on that team rather than the second target on that team. I think that hurts his opportunity. Um, he, You know, we'll see. We don't know what but was going to happen with it him. It doesn't forward, change but. what he was doing before, though. Well, it doesn't. Right, he it was just, a slot it guy. Just, it just, so when Fuller went out to the IR, though, all of a sudden Kiki looked like this opportunity was going to be there for him. And which, that's what which you didn't directly state is that Fuller runs a different route than Demarius Thomas does. And Demarius Thomas yeah. and, and, and Kuchi run very similar routes, and they're not. They're going to be running over the middle together, right. and it's going to take. It's going to take away passing targets. So, like be... when Fuller went out, people went to the waiver wires and picked up Kuti, thinking, you know, this might be a guy that gets. I think it's going to hurt those mm-hmm. people a little bit. Where do you think Demarius Thomas ends up finishing? So he's been. Pretty well outside the top 24. He's been non-relevant. Four, totally irrelevant. Will he be anywhere near top 24 or flex con- consideration rest of what? Ding, 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 ding. No change. None. Answer. Okay. Done. Yeah. I, I, mean, I still think Hopkins is the man, the the myth, the legend, everything you could think of for, for Watson, and I don't think that'll change. Okay. Maybe Tom. Maybe Thomas' so, red zone so targets not even get a flex-worthy. slight tick. No. Uh, yeah, there'll be a couple weeks where he probably has good, I'd where say does he two finish? or three weeks. Yeah, where does again. he finish? Outside of flex? Like from here on out? Yeah. yeah. Mm. Flex to a fourth spot is what I, I would play him. I think he, I think he'll end up, like if you had to I play, think he'll end up in the, in the flex conversation. And this says more about the way this offense is going than it does about Demarius Thomas himself. Right, because right. the offense is it scoring more and more points, offense, and they're yeah. not going to slow down as far as I can see. In a game against the Colts, you know, or another, maybe, you know, if they play in a high-scoring, a shootout, potential shootout, he probably has some value as a flex. Let's so. look at the next trade here. This one hits a little bit close to home for one home. of us. Golden Tate is out of Detroit, traded to the Philadelphia Eagles for a third-round pick uh, to Detroit. So same three questions. Either team, who does this help? Who does this hurt? Where does Golden Tate end up rest of the year? Let's start with Bullfrog on this one because he's a hometown kid. This one's surprising. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I mean, Golden Tate, you know, they got that third-round pick for him. You know, they were going to lose him at the end of the season anyway as a restricted free agent. He wanted another big contract and... The Patriot way is now in Detroit, and they were not about to give that to uh, Golden Tate. They would have gotten some comp- compensatory tick pick, you know, if, if he walked. But uh, we'll take the third rounder. I don't think the Lions are doing anything this year. But here's what I got for you. I think it helps Carson Wentz. I think that's shifting to a passing offense. Um, you know, you pick up another very capable wide receiver like a Golden Tate. And I think without... A true running back in that backfield. I think the Philadelphia Eagles offense becomes very pass happy. Um, I also think, obviously, it helps Galladay, Marvin Jones Jr., and up and coming tight end Michael Roberts for the Lions. 
Michael Roberts? Yeah. Who the fuck is that? Keep an eye on him, buddy. All right. All right. Uh, Michael Douglas. I think it... Roberts. <laughs> I think it helps those guys. I think it actually hurts. Hang on. Helps? We're selling helps. Oh, I'm done with helps. You got some helps other than those Well, guys? no, I think you oh. hit it on the head. Those okay. two are completely accurate. This, this helps Wentz a lot. In Galladay, in, in Galladay becomes relevant. And the other person I think does help a little bit here... Brandon Powell. Mm-hmm. You're an idiot. Um, He's been a, he was a he was a practice squad star in preseason. Guy this helps carry on Johnson a little bit. It, it 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 makes someone besides Riddick he he can now dump the ball off to, and that is Carrion Johnson. Yeah, I would hope so, but we'll see. I still don't have a hundred percent trust in what the offense is trying to do on a week to week basis. My helps guy is Brandon Powell. I know you think I'm an idiot, but mm-hmm. he put I put him on our dynasty team. Uh, uh, Golden Tate is sitting at 70 targets on the year. Those are targets. It's Matthew Stafford outside of Calvin Johnson has thrown the ball to the slot receiver quite a lot over the course of his career. He likes to do it. Yes, Golden Tate's a stud there. But you can't imagine in the very next game after he's traded, Matthew Stafford forgets about the slot receiver altogether. It looks like Powell's going to be the guy to step in and take those slots. 27% those slot tar- target share. Yeah, so so will Powell get, Powell get that right out of the gates? No, but he's going to have the opportunity to earn some of that trust back from Stafford. Chelsea. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I've heard his name. I heard he's kind of been the protege to, to Tate. You know, he's a promising young guy. You know, if I were the Lions, though, I'd I'd think a lot about putting uh, Riddick in the in the. Well, that's swap, what's gonna happen, you know. So we'll see what they're gonna do there. Uh, as far as who it hurts, I think it hurts Stafford, at least fantasy wise. Uh, probably shifting a little bit, maybe at least early on in these first couple weeks, maybe shifting to more of a running. I mean, they've already been that way this season compared to the last eight years since Ooh, he's been there. You know who called that in our coaching changes episode? That what, would be Dwee, more running? Yeah. Nuts. And now with Tate, I mean, Tate was his safety Three valve. Tate's Tate. the leading target guy. You got to think, you know, Stafford's numbers go down a little bit. They're already down this year a little bit. I think, uh, I think it also hurts Tate a little bit, you know, going from the more leading receiver to – Plenty more mouths to feed with Jeffrey Ertz and all those running backs. And I think it actually brings Ertz down a hair, losing some of those over-the-middle touches, targets. I mean, he's been a Ertz target monster. Ertz had, what, like the target second monster. most targets in the entire yeah. league? Yeah, he's, 14, he's a number one wide receiver right now. He runs the same fucking routes as Golden exactly. Tate in the same areas in the field. So, I, yeah, both of the one of the two of those guys is going to have to beat out the other one, and Ertz has been there with Carson mm-hmm. for a while. Yeah, the other person is, uh, if he's not hurt or injured, he's dead as Aguilar. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, at this point, I mean, yeah, dead to me. We were, hey, he's in my You're fucking. You're dead to me. Three in the pink. Just going to continue to go to that negative 100 every week. Just about well, every I mean, like, fucking week. Aguilar still has a ton of targets every week, but that's going to go way down. Gone. I mean, he's not getting any yards. I mean, um, he's going to move outside. Maybe he can utilize some speed and catch a couple long balls. I don't think so. Well, you, you hit on the head that, they're gonna, I mean, Wentz doesn't have a running game, so they're right. just going to let Wentz go back there and, and start throwing the ball all over the place. You got to think Aguilar gets some one-on-one coverage on the outside, though. Aguilar's dead to me. Yeah, I agree. Uh, so, last question. Where does Golden Tate finish? Is he going to be sitting in the wide receiver mm. two? You know, he's had a lot of targets, but he's been a wide receiver two on the year right now as far as his finishes. Is he going to stay there? Is he popping down to the flex? Is he outside of the flex with all those mouths to feed? A lot of mouths to feed. He's, he's in a flex consideration. That's all I can give him, I think. 
I, I'm going to push him outside of that flex consideration yeah. rest of season. Yeah, that's pretty far. Yeah, yeah. He's flex trafficking. Right he there. is. So we'll see him We'll see him show up a couple times. Last trade I want to talk about here, a uh, little less high profile. This is Ty Montgomery going from Green Bay to the Baltimore Ravens just a couple days after he lost that game against the Los Angeles Rams for the Packers single-handedly. Uh, so, you know, we got an Alex Collins owner on the couch with us today, so I imagine that name's going to come up, but... Yeah, who does this help? Who does this hurt, guys? Dun, dun, dun. I will say Dead that I, to me. You're up, buddy. You get to go I will first say on that I one. traded uh, this week. I traded for Aaron Jones, and this trade made me feel really fucking good about that because I think the biggest uh, uptick recipient has to be Aaron Jones. What was Ty Montgomery share in the backfield? Not much. Not 20%. much. Not, yeah. not a big share 20%. in the backfield, but he had a big chunk of the targets coming out of the backfield. And, uh, yeah, Jamal Charles has had some targets coming Williams. out of that back. Or Jamal Williams has had, had some targets coming out of the backfield more than Aaron Jones so far on the season, but not that many more. I think Aaron Jones is the guy that starts to take some of those looks away. And, really, it's just a matter of all three of these guys were touching the ball. Now there's only two of them. Right. Does it hurt around. anyone in Baltimore? Oh, yeah. Buck Allen. Buck Allen's most. done. Yeah, Buck Allen's done. I think Collins is still your number one ball yeah. hand, ball carrier in the in the right. Can you uh, still op- start Collins as number two running back? Yeah, I think I think you can. Here's here's the knock I've had against Collins this year, and even you know even in the past is you know he doesn't catch the ball much. He he got some targets this year still with Buck Allen in there because he was just on the field a lot more. He had a lot more snap share. Um, I think now with Buck Allen, who they do like to throw the ball to out of the backfield, and Ty Montgomery there, I think he's his his reception share is pretty much gone. I don't I don't see more than one target a game going to Alex Collins' average rest of season. That hurts him. Yeah, yeah, but he's still he's only getting those on first and second down. That's not going to change, is it? I mean, he's getting those looks on first we and second see. down as it is. Maybe they just traded for him as a kick returner yeah i mean i don't they know they gave away a 2020 seventh round pick so maybe they're not going to use him at all yeah. i mean i think i like montgomery he's a good utility guy i don't i don't envision him coming in there and being the fucking main man i mean he has his own fumble issues as does buck allen sure as does alex collins that's kind of the battle that that baltimore backfield's fighting it seems like whoever fumbles last gets to get the most carries there you go in the next game <laughs> Yeah, not a lot here. Where does he finish? Ty Montgomery is not relevant to your fantasy team. Period. No. Hasn't been, won't be. I mean, how about that, though? He, he gets told to take a knee. He takes it out. He fumbles it. And he's Adios. Gone. Get the fuck out of here. It's gone. Got to give the ball to Aaron Rodgers. Give him a chance to win. He's the best quarterback in the NFL. You fucking do that. No, I agree, but that's just fucking crazy how that works, man. All right. Those are the big trades in the league. That's what we think going to happen. Interesting to watch how these guys are uh, mixed in to their teams. Uh, another trade note here. Dallas did come out and say just today that they plan for Amari Cooper to get an absolutely full load. They are not going to ease him into this offense. He's going to get 80% of the snaps this week. Do you know what his catch rate is so far this year? It's the worst in the league last year. No, his catch rate. So it's, yeah, last year. 72%. Actually, Amari Cooper's how catch rate... <laughs> I mean, I mean that's part of it. Yeah. That's, that's part of the problem. But. Mari Cooper's catch rate on his 
career is the worst ever for a starting wide receiver in the league. I'm just saying, it, over his career, it's like 56% or 55 I yeah. mean, it's bad. But it's 72. But, but this, this year, I mean, I think both on your point, he hasn't really had very many targets for two of those games. But mm-hmm. it's interesting to see him go to Dallas and see what he can do. And I actually would tell you is, he's, if you're, I would much rather have him than half the fucking guys you mentioned earlier about you picking up. Yeah, I mean, I, it, you know, if you, if you could... If you could have found an Amari Cooper on your waiver wire coming into this league, you put him on your team to see what happens. Yeah. I mean, worst case scenario, you cut him because he's garbage on a garbage offense. He hasn't, he, the, the, there's more upside. I mean, he's not doing any, he hasn't done anything the whole year. Or the last year. But yeah, there's two it, games that he kind of went fucking off, but he's been so inconsistent, you can't re- reliably start him. But I think it's interesting that they plan on throwing him out there for, for 80 plus. Why wouldn't you? It's better than any fucking receiver they have. I could see Dak force feeding him too. Trying, I can see it. But the better thing for Cooper is they have the they have a phenomenal running back, so they're going to pound the ball first, and hopefully you can get open a few times. This is going. This is going to be a fun week of football to watch. I think in large part because of these trades. I want to see how these guys are used. Could be good. All right, guys, let's uh, let's take some shots because I think we've been pretty dry. All right, let's take some shots. Big Wiz wasn't here last week, so he managed to bitch out of every one of these. Um, but the two of us got some to take, Bullfrog. Not surprisingly, you've got more to take than I do. Let's start with our accountability numbers. We picked a bunch of Can't Get It Up Flex Traffickers streamers last week. Yeah, guys, I listened to the show. I just couldn't hear the words that were coming out of your mouth most of the time. I was so we disappointed were, we were, in you. Because we were drunk? No. Those are some of the worst names you were nominating, I can imagine. This is what happens when you leave for a week, Wiz. We're trying to dig deep. Don't leave us. We don't pick the obvious ones. Don't leave us. We want to give you some good. We have listeners we give advice to, folks. We do. Do we? They know which which of our advice to take and which of them not to take. Here, accountability stats last week. I ended up at 36.3% correct. (laughs) And that's the winner. Which is the winner to Bullfrog's 35.7% correct. Real close, but uh, that's your shot, sir. I'd, I would like to point out one fact of my picks last week. <laughs> hit, my, uh, I'm pretty sure my last flex guy was Old Man Larry. Was he? Old Man Larry Fitzgerald. No. Uh, yeah. He he's should not be on the there. list. Well, you fucking missed that one. Though. Oh! I listened There's a challenge fun. going on right now. And that bumps I, I, me up to a victory in this I both game, listened to the show and went back to our notes last week, and that's where I came up with those names. Well, I'll check it, and if you're right next week, well, I'll take two. I guarantee old man Larry was on there. And okay. I had him on my fan do a lineup in my work league and my million-dollar so, lineup. So you're taking this and old man Larry under, con- under contention. Yeah. Old man Larry put up a touch. And a two-point conversion on that last fucking drive. And got me in the money. Won me like 35 bucks. Hey, you're winning money! Oh, man, Larry, baby. Good boy. Take a shot and quit bitching. Oh, yeah. Kind of sweet. Kind of shitty. Across the board... Everybody had a lot of players on buy this week for whatever reason. It wasn't even the big buy. Was it the big buy? No, this week. This week coming is a big buy week. Uh, But, for example, out of the five guys I picked, four of them were on buy this week. So my score came just down to Jordan Howard, which ended at a negative four. Not too bad. I hate to be in the negative, but if it was only one player and it was my balls deep player, I'll take a negative four there. 
especially because it's the best on the couch. Big Wiz, you're sitting at a negative 23 this week after a big 65-plus last week. That's not too bad. And uh, Bullfrog, yeah, well, I'll, like I said, I'll play it back and listen to it. Sometimes you put people on there and you decide in the show you don't want them to be your guy anymore. Uh, Bullfrog, for the same reasons you've been in the bottom every week so far, Give it to me, baby. Negative what do we got? 62. Tied for the worst score with Gary. Dalvin Cook, DNP. Jameson Crowder, Crowder, DNP. Nelson Aguilar, DNP. I did hear they put Royce Freeman on the IR. <laughs> you were very wrong. Uh, so let's look at some of the other players in the league. This week's leading scorer with a plus 88 was the Kai Missioner, who bumps himself into third place with that score. Takes over the good doctor for third place. Brad, of course, Brad Drury with a plus 50 maintains the lead. He's got about a 70-point. No, he's got about a 90-point lead on G. Libertino there. Uh, A couple of names I do want to point out for these guys. Oh, that's the wrong week. There we go. (laughs) Kai Mishner got it done with uh, James Conner. He was his replacement player. In in his just a tip, ended the number one running back this week. Who's that? Kai Mishner? Yeah, the Kai Mishner. Is that going to go down? He got Fat Rob. He had Fat Rob. Is that going to go down when Bell comes back? Yeah, but James Conner was at 58th ADP, so even when James Conner right. comes so back, it's still going to be 12. Our logic, he'll be okay. Uh, yeah, some good points there. Josh Gordon got him in plus 28. You know, even even our boy Bullfrog here is getting a plus 40 every week from Rashad Penny in his 10 foot pole. So, uh, you know, everybody does okay. Everybody's got somebody that does okay. Imagine if Thanks, you didn't buddy. have that Thank plus you. 40. I appreciate that little. So imagine if you didn't have there. that plus 40. <laughs> Just imagine. Wiz, looks like uh, your Royce Freeman's going to fuck you rest of season. Negative 44 there. Mike Williams was on by. Couldn't do it for you. Aaron Jones was a plus 24. That might come up a little bit. Uh, Evans and, fucked me at the end of the game. And Shady's mm-hmm. running back 20 this week didn't help you much. Either I think you kind of rely on on uh, Mike and Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones, sometimes Mike Williams and Lashawn McCoy to get your points here. Didn't work out as we stand right now. I'm going to give you the top twelve, top to bottom, just so you know where we're at halfway through the season. Brad Drury, 575 positive points, is in wow. the lead. G. Libertino at 481, still in second place, right hot on his tail. The Kai Missioner, 210 points, third place. The Good Doctor comes in. For still riding that Wait, big... Wait, the good doctor? He's riding that big week one plus 108 score. You know what else he's riding right now? Alley. Deep. Oh, Deep boy. in alley. Oh, oh, yeah. boy, Plant boy. your flag, brother. He's at a 182 <laughs> overall. Woo! Katie Babs, who had a rough start to the season, sitting in fifth place at 154, followed by Goal Line Gurus, 147. Then there comes Dweez Nuts, 111. And now, everybody what else... Position? Uh, that's number eight. Charles DeMar's nine. Wiz is ten. Nope. Charles DeMar's eight. Wiz is nine. Yeah. Floor killer. Nine last. Negative 45. Gary had out negative 126. Remember how many Brad had at the lead? 575 in the positive. Bullfrog here brings up the rear with a negative 256. I heard it's like golf. <laughs> <laughs> Not, am I wrong? You're fucking killing it. Tiger, tiger, tiger woods, y'all. Did you take that shot? 
About to. Do it. Are you taking a friendship shot with him? There you go, Wiz. It tastes real good, though. couple of bats that we need to take shots for. This one's a big one. We're going to do this one now, so we need all three shot glasses. Uh, Bullfrog made a bet with us when Shananananana was here. He said, and this was Jameis Winston's first week back, he said, you want this one, too? You can have that one, buddy. Save one for you. He said, Ryan Fitzpatrick will not start another game all year. Oh! Uh, he's starting this week, so you can... Uh, I'm going to make a little apple in the apple. Perfect. There you go. So you can go ahead and take all three shots for that bet. Now, I'll move on to one of mine here, just to give you a reprieve. That looks. That's a pretty looking shot. One of these... Maybe next year I'll fucking stop making bets about stupid fucking <laughs> shitty players. Here's a here's a bet that we should stop making with each other. Last week I bet that Baker Mayfield against Pittsburgh would go for 300 multiple touchdowns. You guys, we bet Baker Mayfield for like a fucking month straight. And we got whoever is betting on him is losing. Maybe this is going to stop doing that. Wiz, you want to take, take this it? one? No, I don't. I'm going to take that shot because th- that did not happen. All right, let's 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 work on a couple of these fitzies. Oh, these are like, oh, I got four good. to go, huh? Yeah. Four to go. I made another. You made another terrible bet. I made this was not a terrible bet. Geronimo Allison and his in his that was uh, a terrible bet. When he his first game back, he hadn't been he hadn't been less than fifty in a touch since while he was playing. Yeah, and since he since he was gone, Belles Scantling showed up and so did Brown. That is yeah. So Geronimo Allison steps in. He does not. He I think he had one catch, fourteen yards. He did get hurt. In that game. Yeah, he's out again this week. He's out again this week. I bet he'd go 50 and a touch. Uh, it didn't happen. I think he's got the toilet paper labia. I think he also has the one-ply toilet paper labia. I did, uh, and you should too, go look on your go look on your waiver wire because Valdez Scantling is probably there. I think he's 14% owned. And if Geronimo Allison is going to be missing more and more time, uh, when he comes back, maybe, maybe the chemistry built with these rookies... It's gonna just uh, it's gonna put him back to the uh, fourth, fifth option on the team, and I think Valdez Scantling is the rookie to own out of that group. He's been in the double digits fantasy points each week since he's been playing. Well, he's, on your he's basically the number two or number three receiver there each week now. It's looking that way, but I'm gonna take a shot for Geronimo. Are you done with your five yet? Two to go. Mm. Speaking on the Packers, you guys been reading any of the back and forth between? Uh, Brady and Rogers jerking, his, oh jerking each other off. Yeah, I saw yeah. what Brady said about Rogers oh, going Rogers for seven thousand. He was on my team. calling him the goat, and they're—I mean—they're stroking each other hard right yeah. now. Coming in, it's going to be a fun halftime. Yeah, under the bleachers. Thing. What about rubbing between the two of them? You ever get a hand job under the bleachers? How many guys um, gave you one? <laughs> well, half, half of one. One time, I didn't like it. I was sleeping. I woke up. He was mid-stroke. I was very hard. Um, look, last bet for you, sir, was an Emmanuel Sanders bet. You bet he'd be inside the top 24 when I said he was a can't-get-it-up guy. He could not, in fact. So you owe another one on top of those last get two? It up. No. I did I did two Fitzies, so one of these is Fitzy and one's... So Slam goes down. We gotta get another friendship shot for our boy Wiz over there so that we can, uh, we can get into the show! Let's take this last shot together. And then we'll move on. Better days, Bill Frog. Week nine. What am, what, am I, what am I shooting for next week? Four shots? Seven, if six, you just five? just go down a little bit each week, you're good to go. we got to get some bets rolling on this one, guys. <sighs> it's not as good a shot. <laughs> oh. Oh! 
gives me the tender tummies when I take shots like that. All right, guys. That is really hard to shoot. Ew. I, you really got to try that. No. That's all right. Next oh. week. <laughs> you got to try one of those. Let's play Can't Get It Up. What's the matter? Big boy can't get it up. Let's start with you then, sir. sir. Who are your can't get it up guys? Well, I will start with my quarterback first. I'm going to go with Matt Ryan against the Washington defense. The underrated Washington defense, folks. They are. They've been performing well under the radar all year. They shut some teams down. They shut some teams down. They 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 put the they they manage expectations for that quarterback. What I would tell you is this: in the last five games that Ryan's played outside, he has only gotten over twenty points once, and he's averaging eighteen point three points per game. And Washington's only giving up. You're saying you're, you're saying playing outside outside in the air in the atmosphere. I got you. Okay. Is there I somewhere else outside we're playing? Give me a second to figure out what you were saying there. Go ahead. <clears throat> Ryan's going to only average 18.3 points per game, and Washington's only giving up 19. So, again, I expect a limited performance out of Matt Ryan this week. Interesting. Okay. Do you have different, something, other thoughts on it? No, I don't. Because I think, like you, I think Washington's defense is, is seriously... Nobody's talking about no it. No one's talking about playing, it, correct. They've been playing well. <clears throat> um, you got you, I don't know who you got. You Bullfrog's got, got a quarterback Bullfrog? there. You talk about a quarterback. Yeah, my quarterback's not really ranked that high this week, so I'll just talk about my two running backs. I'll fucking man up. So Bro. hang on, you don't get to count Big Ben then. I'm not gonna even, not even gonna talk about him. You mentioned his it. name. I wasn't okay. gonna say it. All right, so he doesn't go on I the got roster. It. I got excited. All yeah. right, Let's let me right. hear your running backs. I carry on Johnson. We just kind of talked about him a little bit as maybe getting a boost from this trade, but. This week, uh, he's on the road against that uh, vaunted Minnesota Vikings defense. Uh, you know, the Vikings have given up two rushing touchdowns to running backs on the season. Uh, only Todd Gurley has gone over 63 yards rushing. That's bad. As bad, a running bad, back bad. Um, facing the Vikings defense. Yeah, I just I just don't think that line is ready to compete with Everson Everson Griffin back and uh you know in Minnesota. I think Minnesota's really going to start uh pushing towards the playoff run and uh that possible Super Bowl run that uh, a lot of people predicted Including from them. Including yours truly. I just I don't see a good performance coming from the Detroit Lions uh so yeah, Carryon Johnson when he's ranked at Fantasy Pros as the number seven running back this week. I think he, I think he has a, a reasonable shot of falling outside of the top twenty-four. Wow, seven or no seventeen? 17 missed a missed missed a number there. Better sense there. Seventeen. Sorry, guys. Yes. You want my other one right now, or you want to you want to hit one? Uh, I'll hit I'll hit one here. Right. Um, I've got a running back. This is Tevin Coleman. You know, Tevin Coleman, you said it a minute ago, that Washington defense is really good, right? Uh, eighth fewest points given up to running backs on the season. Bullfrog, you say that Minnesota's not given up more than 63 yards but one time. Well, the Washington Redskins haven't given up more than 61 yards to any running back, period, on the season. Doesn't matter who the fucking name was. Only three backs have scored at all against uh, this team on the year. You know, you expect Tevin Coleman. He's been getting the bulk of the time share. He's been getting the bulk of the opportunity share over Ito Smith. But 
Ito Smith has nearly doubled his red zone attempts on the season, even though he didn't play in the first few games. So Tevin Coleman's still going to get some work here against an off uh, defensive line that's going to stuff him most of the game. And where you get your fantasy points in games like that is in the end zone touchdowns. And Tevin Coleman's just not getting those opportunities. It's been Ito Smith. Uh, so I don't expect Tevin Coleman. His yardage isn't going to be there, which is all that's going to be able to save him. Maybe he'll catch some passes out of the backfield, but certainly outside the top 24 for me this week. Hit me with your other running back. Um, other running back's going to be James Conner this week. He's the number 7th ranked running back on the week. Uh, again, facing that Ravens defense, who we continue to talk up, uh, has a good, stout defense, especially against the run. I yeah, think. but we talked him up last week, and they yes, we shit did. the bed. Yeah, but what? The one was a fucking Christian McCaffrey jumping out of the gym to go get a deflected pass in the end zone. Uh, he did He did really run good. one in. Um, but, shit, they're only giving up 3.5 yards per carry, the Ravens' defense. Um, again, they've only allowed more than 64 yards to one running back, and that was Joe Mixon. Every other starting running back, they've held under 64 yards, so it's kind of similar situation with on Johnson. The, the Pittsburgh versus Baltimore games in Baltimore are traditionally a much lower scoring game. I think it's like 10 or 12 points lower than when they face each other in Pittsburgh. Uh, low scoring game against a tough defense. James Conner, again, manage expectations. You still got to start them season long. Uh, but yeah, I don't think you're going to get 20 plus points from them. You might struggle to get double digits. Garbage. Let's look at wide receivers then. Uh, my, ch- my choice here is, uh, Stefan Diggs. You know, Stefan Diggs is dealing with a rib injury right now. He's kind of questionable, although he's been practicing last few days. So it looks like he's going to play. So obviously this is predicated on the fact that he does play this week, uh, against the Detroit lions. Detroit is seventh best against the wide receiver position this year. Pretty good. We know that Darius Slay has been shadowing the best receiver uh, on uh, their opponent's team all year, except when that receiver moves to the slot. Slay's only played 9% of snaps in the slot. Adam Thielen is the best receiver on the Minnesota Vikings. However, Adam Thielen plays 50% of his snaps in the slot. So all 50 of those snaps, 50% of those snaps that Thielen is in the slot, you expect Slay to be lined up on Stephon Diggs. Um, yes, Diggs will be the second best receiver he's faced all year behind Devontae Adams. He hasn't really had that tough of a go, but he's been he's done well. You put whoever he's lining up against, he's shutting them down. Uh, quarterbacks just aren't throwing at him, so there's not a lot of statistical information to look at with Slay. I think he's going to do work there against Stephon Diggs. A Stephon Diggs who's who's slowed down, um, you know, a guy's got a rib injury. Darius Slay knows that. He's going to pop him in the chest every every fucking route he tries to run up against him. Last but not least, I'm going to go real deep here and nominate Antonio Brown, who's Ooh. currently the number three to number five ranked wide receiver. Stud. He's a stud. He's everyone's number one. I'm just going to tell you guys to manage expectations this week because he's going against Baltimore. Uh, Baltimore is tied for fifth in defense for giving up touchdowns to wide receivers. At total of number 10, for reference purposes, the number one defense would be Dallas at number, have you given up eight of those TDs? 
Um, Baltimore is second in wide receiver yards per game at 216.5. And Baltimore is fourth in points against opposing wide receivers at 31.5. I just don't think that in terms of opportunity, it's not going to be there for Antonio Brown this week. Um, and as Bullfrog said earlier, it's typically a low-scoring game in Baltimore. Um, just don't expect big things out of your number one wide receiver. So we have no bets on any of these these can't get it up guys this week. I think we're all a hundred percent so far. I I will kind of disagree with Bullfrog on carry on Johnson. That's one that I would sit there and say I, I kind of like this week. Maybe just for shits and giggles on Fanduel, I'll start. I'll I'll create a roster with every single one of our can't get it up guys. Considering we finish about thirty five percent usually, maybe they'll do well. Go boom boom. All right, we got to get some bets going to flex trafficking guys. Come on. Hide your kids. The boys are flex trafficking again. Who wants to kick us off? Go for it, big whiz. All right, I'll give you Marvin Jones this week. To me, it's a cheating person. We just talked about him earlier. Tate is gone. Tate was getting 27% of the target share, folks. He had 69 targets and 44 receptions. They have to go somewhere. The Vikings, Rhodes, will, may or may not play against the fucking... <laughs> uh, <laughs> he may or may I just not. saw your other flex guy here, and I'm super fucking pumped for you to say this out loud. Go ahead about Marvin Jones Jr. So, Vikings, uh, Xavier Rhodes may or may not play, folks. He's on getting his ankle and it's on a watch. The fact of the matter is, he probably won't go up against Rhodes anyways. It's probably going to be going against Galladay. Stafford, right? Stafford's still throwing the ball around there. He's going to get all sorts of targets. Throwing Marvin Jones is a, is a good opportunity. Yeah, go ahead and tell us your next flex guy. That's a good one! I don't like saying this guy here, Uh, um, but I'm going to nominate, because unlike the rest of these two fucking ball sacks over here, I have a pair and I can own up on certain things. Uh, I am nominating Neon Dion Lewis. Yes! Um, Who I do think is a D-bag, and I think Nuts is also a D-bag. All right, that's fine. He's going up against Dallas, folks. Dallas has given up 10 points to... um, 10 plus points to four pass catching backs this year in seven games. I think that's a good opportunity for, for Neon Dion Lewis. Um, 17, Lewis has 17% of the target share in Tennessee. The fact of the matter is, Tennessee's a fucking piss poor offense. Mm-hmm. I don't want anything to do with that team in general, but Dallas is a very good defense and there's a good opportunity for Lewis to get a bunch of dump off passes. Um, he weeks, every week he's seen more and more targets and it's a good opportunity here, folks. I'm going to win that bet between the two of us. No shit, asshole. Because okay, Derrick Henry's a, a, an absolute... Well, you're going to win about four bets, and I'm going to win 14. I'll take I'll take my four. You remember, you remember last two weeks ago when I won every one of my 94 yeah. bets? It took you fucking seven weeks to figure that out. Let me, uh, let me give you a running back here that I want to mention as a flex guy. This is Jordan Howard. You know, if at the beginning of the season I said Jordan Howard was going to be a flex trafficker come week nine, I don't think anybody would have believed it, but... Yeah, he's not been playing well. He's not been performing. Not been putting up fantasy points. Um, so he's been tough to start, even though you drafted him probably as your running back two somewhere in those first three or four rounds of your draft. But look, he's coming off back-to-back touchdowns here for the first time in the year. He gets the Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills defense, Bullfrog. You talked about him earlier. Their their defense has been really good, specifically against quarterbacks. Third fewest points to quarterbacks in the league, but they've not been that good against running backs. They've given up the 10th most fantasy points 
two running backs in the league. Seven of the ten running back touchdowns that have been scored against the Bills have been on the ground and not through the air. So while they cover running backs coming out of the backfield, they don't necessarily stuff guys up the middle uh, in the red zone, in the five zone, the ten zone, right? So between the two running backs on this team, Jordan Howard and Tariq Cohen, we, we've talked about this before. Nagy is a guy that understands what his opponents can and can't defend against, and he uses the weapons on his team that play to the weaknesses of that defense. So if the weakness of the Buffalo Bills defense is the run game up the middle, that's what he's going to do. Tariq Cohen, as, as much as he's been used on this team, is not a guy that can run it up the middle. This is going to be a plus game script for Jordan Howard as the Bills beat as the Bears, sorry, beat the shit out of Nathan Peterman and the Bills all all game. And I think Jordan Howard uh, has a nice little day for himself yardage wise, and I think he's got a good chance of getting in the end zone. Uh, can you just expand this a little bit on what kind of stats? I mean, you talk about him scoring TDs in the last in the last two weeks in a row here, which mm-hmm. is a good thing. That is um, good. What makes you think that he's actually going to produce in, in in this game? That I mean, he hasn't had. In, Overall speaking, he hasn't had very good weeks in those, in those weeks. Yes, so the reason I think he's going to do well is because the position and, and the, the type of player that does well against the Bills is a running back that runs the ball between the tackles. Okay, That's the weakness of the Bills' defense, which is a good defense. Nagy, Nagy game plans to the weakness of the defense. I don't think Nagy's that good of a coach to, to take advantage of that. I, I think he, he force-feeds the ball to Tariq Cohen. And Howard's only averaged 3.5 yards per carry. So if you were making yeah. a bet versus Neon Deion Lewis and Howard, I would be gladly take that. Oh, Deion Lewis is my... Both of, I got no. both of those guys in pink in the Well, state. I'm offering you something here there, champ. Yeah, I'll take... Cohen, Cohen versus Howard. I'll... Are you not like that one? No, no, no. I, I told you I would take. I would take I'll take the Neon bet. Neon Deion Lewis. I think Jordan Howard is going to play. The reason... you So you say Tariq Cohen gets force-fed. I say over the past handful of weeks, Tariq Cohen was the running back that made sense for the game plan between the two of them. I, I, going I would the totally defense. disagree with you on that. And the Jets yeah. they got ripped to fucking pieces against the fucking Miami Dolphins. They should have been fucking running the ball, and they didn't run the they ball. They should. So we've got a bet. Somebody write it down. I'll take care of it as Jordan usual straight when up. I'm back. Versus uh, Deion Lewis, I think I think he's a, I think Jordan Howard's going to be a great player. I think I'm going to score points for as hit my uh, balls. I mean, you should think of this as a win-win, anyways, because we still have the previous bet for Henry. So either way, you're winning. Yeah, I'm. And good you're probably going to take a shot next week for it. Nah, I'm good with it. Anybody got got a running back they want to throw out there for uh, the flex traffic? Yeah, I've been a little hesitant on this guy, but I guess I'll give it to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to give a shot to Isaiah Crowell. For the Jets. It's a good pick this week. Um, he's right around that 23, 24, 25 in your ranking. Uh, it's a great matchup versus the Miami Dolphins defense. Don't the sound only, so overly convinced there. The only concern I have is that last week, fucking poor man Trenton Cannon Trenton played Cannon. more snaps than Isaiah Crowell. He was coming off an of injury. Right. He was banged up. Uh, Crowell did have more touches. Um, fuck. I, I mean, Crowell's been just boomer bust to the fucking extreme yeah, this year. 212 yards one week and fucking four the next. He's had basically three fantasy weeks and five fucking bust weeks. Uh, 
Bilal Powell's gone, who right. was taking a lot of it. Bilal Powell was averaging 12 carries a game. Cannon's there. McGuire's back, who apparently the coaching staff's got a big old raging heart on for, um, from what I've been reading. So I don't know, but this is my guy. He was a guy that I think uh, should be able to finish inside the top 25, 24. I like him this week. I'm probably going to throw him in a FanDuel lineup just to say, what the fuck? See what happens. Hey, look, I think Isaiah Crowell's a decent pick here. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Bilal Powell's out, like we said, had a lot of touches. Yes, Elijah McGuire. Yes, Trenton Cannon. But, yeah, we'll see. Uh, let's look at wide receivers. You've already told us yours and Marvin Jones. I like uh, Cortland Sutton here, a guy we've talked about already. Same thing with Marvin Jones. Yeah, he's affected by the trade. Was he holding that up like you need me to get your new one? <laughs> There you go. Um, affected by the trade. I, You know, the way that Cortland Sutton has been coming on, and we talked about this early in one of the first games, he has looked he's looked like he's up he to speed and comfortable yep. with the speed of the he's game. He's looked good. He's making, he's making the tough And catches. running good routes, and he's just a big dude. I think he's ready now, and I think in week one of the trade, they're going to they're gonna use him. Um, yes, Houston is pretty good against the pass, but remember – 134 yards for Parker last week. They're similarly shaped guys. I, I don't know what else to say about that. Cortland Sutton has gone for 50 yards. I'm not sure Sutton is the same speed as Parker, though. Well, no, but he's I mean, he, he's speed enough to get open. Yep. Is he the guy from SMU? Yes, Cortland yeah. Sutton, yep. Cortland Sutton has gone for 50-plus yards or a touchdown in each of his last five games. Um, and I would expect both of the, those things to happen. I would expect him to go for 50 and a touchdown. And a touchdown. Dude. Uh, Do you know what the what the targets were for uh, DT? Not a lot. I'll look it up. You want to look it up? I'll you look, look it, up. it up while I talk. I, I, I think it's a really good pick here. I'm, I'm just concerned that the, the target, target. Yeah, to be I think Cortland Sutton's been around four or five himself without it being the third yeah, option. I think, I, yeah. The problem with the problem with uh, DT money here is that even though he wasn't playing well, for whatever reason, the team kept running him out and using him as the second option behind Emmanuel Sanders. Him out of the way just paves the path for Cortland Sutton. And let's be honest, Emmanuel Sanders is not the typical wide receiver one guy. This is what Cortland Sutton looks like. He runs the routes like it. He's got the hands like it. Uh, so I, I I think he's going to get a big bump, and I think week one he performs. Look, this week he's playing against Houston, and like I said a minute ago, Houston's been pretty good against the pass, but everybody on this team is hurt right now. Jonathan Joseph, Aaron Colvin, the starting two cornerbacks, Sharice Wright, the third cornerback, all have been limited all week in practice. Whether they all play or not, I don't know. Uh, we'll see what happens, but... Jonathan Joseph, who you would think would be the guy against playing up against Cortland Sutton this week, has playing on a bum ankle. So even if he does play, ankle, you, ankle and knee are the two things you cannot play on as a cornerback who pivots on these fucking things constantly. I think he's going to have a pretty good time. I don't know that Jonathan Joseph will be able to cover him even if he's there. We'll see what their availability is like, but they're hurting. And Seven think, targets a game. and I, For uh, Demarius Thomas? Yep. So, so the, those are going to be split up, and those are the kinds of targets. So, that potentially ten targets a sudden week. Yeah, I, ju- I just think it's a big, big game for Cortland Sutton. I think top twelve for Cortland Sutton. This week. It, 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 it comes, what it comes down to is whether or not Case Keenum can get it done, and we'll talk about that a little bit later because it's not just the Houston backfield that's that's depleted via injury. Hey. top twelve for Cortland Sutton, huh? You want, you want in on that, maybe? 
Come oh. on, Bullfrog. He's got nothing to lose. Cortland's son is he's, in a position for four shots. Cor- Cortland's son's in a position where like his ceiling is very high, very very. And his high. floor, I think, is pretty high. It, the floor is like it's to be determined. It's the unknown. The floor is the number three. Fifty plus yards. Or right. A DT, right. Or yeah, DT finished in the top fifteen once this year. Well, is that because he wasn't getting the opportunity, or because he wasn't getting it done That's with seven targets a game? But the reason he's been there is because every fucking week they're taking a shot to Corlin Sutton, and he's making the catch like every week. So the question is, what's his route tree developed to? Do they just keep doing the same thing, maybe a little more frequently? Or does he start getting some of those quick slants where he can do some yards after the catch kind of stuff? You know, that's the unknown. Shall see. I think he has a shitty matchup this. I mean, anybody want to take. You the... talked about it a little bit about that, that backfield being hurt. I think that, that, that that's accurate. Last week, all of them. But. The game. But. That defensive line is still a very good defensive line. We will talk about in the case defensive line later in the show. I'll make a bet with you, just for fun. Yeah! And with this? The bet. And um, I you're fucking goading him on. And I know you're going to take it. It's going to be Sanders versus Sutton, straight up. You want that bet? Yeah, we're gonna just going to do that bet. That's a good bet. Sanders has been a stud. I'll take I'll take Sutton out of the top 12. There you go. Yay! Tell me about your receiver. Yeah. Bullfrog. Uh, I'll throw you some D.J. Moore. He's uh, our dynasty boy! We're starting him this week. Again, uh, he's been coming on strong. Uh, he's been coming on strong. As far as quarterbacks go, Cam Newton's got about the best fucking fantasy matchup uh, you could get this week against uh, the Buccaneers, who we, uh, everybody likes to pick on that defense, that secondary uh, again, the Carolina offense is—it's—it really is kind of a tough one to predict. You just don't know. They're gonna score, but how are they gonna score? You know. But Cam Newton's gonna be involved most likely, one way or the other, whether he's running the ball or throwing it. But if he's throwing it, I like DJ Moore. I like Greg Olson this week as well. But I think DJ Moore does pretty well. Uh, last week he ran a season high 30 routes, 71% of the snaps. Torrey Smith is again officially out this week. Uh, last week, DJ Moore also had two carries for 39 yards. Two things you said two here. Two carries for 39 two yards. Two things you said That's here that, that mean a lot to me. One, last week with Torrey Smith out, they finally let DJ Moore run some downfield routes. His route tree expanded last week with Torrey Smith out. And the carries were huge because they decided they start needed to start getting this kid the ball because he is an athletic freak. Yeah. He's a big dude that can run like CMC can run. So they started getting him the ball wherever they could. I love that as we drafted him pretty early in our dynasty. Yeah, I mean, his targets are continually going up. Week one, he had zero. And then two. And then two. And then four. And then five. And then five. And then six last week. You know, if you get if you can get six targets and a couple carries, you know, I think with that with his ability and against the Buccaneers. You're putting yourself in an opportunity to perform well, fantasy-wise. Let's move on to streamers, because you've done your two, uh, your two flex guys. Now that's a stream. At the quarterback position, we got some stream- <laughs> streamers this week. If you'd have asked me this before Thursday, I would have said, Derek Carr was a great stream. In fact, I told Bullfrog that he's going to lose this week because of 
that call. We've got some guys. Thank on God the, you didn't put that down. We've got some guys on Sunday though. Start us off with tell us who your streaming quarterback is. Yeah, I'm not sold on this one, but I do like Flacco against the Steelers. Again, the Steelers still give up a lot of air yards and a lot of deep throws. John Brown, uh, Willie Sneed still kind of go off. I think Crabtree's a good guess here. Um, I'm going Flacco. In terms of, again, Steelers give up points. Flacco's a good streamer. I want to remind you of Bullfrog's uh, stat earlier. It was a good one. In Baltimore, they don't. Give up. Points. It's 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 lower sport, lower scoring game. I still think that he gets two touchdowns. touchdowns. Okay. All right. Uh, hit me with yours, Bullfrog. Oh fuck, man! You know, Alex. You want to make the change? Nope. I'm gonna stick with it. Were you gonna say Bortles with your second one? I was juggling my balls. You remember that? Not very big, but you know, I was juggling my balls between Alex Smith and Brock (laughs) Hossweiler. Uh, mm. Both of them going against very shitty passing defenses. <sighs> but I got to stick with my guns. Been talking shit about that Atlanta defense for the last six weeks. So I'm going to continue to bank on a quarterback against that Atlanta defense, which this week would be Alex Smith, who likes to throw the ball only about 20 times a game. <laughs> so I'm desperately hoping that bumps up to about 30, and he should be just just good, just just fine for you as a streamer. Good enough. I like Case Keenum this week. Some some stats here, guys. Look, Case Keenum has thrown. He started off real poor. Couldn't throw a touchdown for his life. He has thrown multiple TDs in three of his last four games. He's gone over 250 yards in three of his last four. Over 300 in two of his last four. He gets that Houston defense that we talked about just a minute ago. That defensive backfield is. Pretty beat up. They're not the only ones. Clowney is questionable right now with the groin. Speaking of that defensive line, uh, and Andre Hall, safety questionable. Zach Cunningham, linebacker, outside linebacker, rushing linebacker for this team, questionable with the knee. On top of all those cornerbacks I just mentioned, this whole team, like last year, is starting to get beat up. Yes. They've still got some pieces on that team. They still have Wiley. They still have Wiley. That's but still a good with defense. all these pieces on the team before this, they're about middle of the pack as far as quarterback pressures go, quarterback hits go. They're middle of the pack as far as forced turnovers and sacks go. Denver's uh, offensive line is about middle of the pack as far as protection goes. So really it's a question of who wins out in this battle. If, if he's got any time at all, I think Case Keenum has the opportunity to do really well against a defense that's beat up. His his receivers, Sanders and uh, Sutton, Sutton are going to get open. Uh, he can hit him when he's got some time. It's a, it's a matter of can he get the time. Who on that list that I just gave you is actually going to miss this game for well, Houston? The game breaker there is, is Sanders because Sanders has been a legit receiver. He's a legit receiver in the NFL. Oh, yeah. He can get open. You're 100% right in that. This is where I think I can disagree with you here is they went up against Miami. Very similar team to fucking Denver. Very, a very stationary quarterback in, in that's going to drop back to the five seven yard range and just sit back there and try to find the open guy. I think Watt, I think Wiley, and even a hurt Clowney is is going to cause if problems. Clowney plays. He's questionable. He's going to. The defense is good enough. The defensive line is good enough to cause problems. Case Keenum is a lot better than Brock Osweiler. I'm not so sure of that. I am. Do we want to make a bet on this one? Osweiler versus fucking Case Keenum. Whatever bet you want, what what bet do you want to make here? I'll think about that in a little okay. bit. 
I technically might not be here next week because I have a oh. child due next week. Goddamn. No, you're, you're not induced induced on the 14th. You got lots no, no, of time. No, the due date buddy. is actually next week. You're induced on the 14th. So it's an eviction notice for the 14th. She's locked up tight in there. She is. He's locked up. She's one and a half dilated. Did you check? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, check your wife twi- I check your wife twice a day. With your finger or your dipstick? <laughs> I used a toe this morning. Uh, okay. Hey, uh, let's move on to the tight end. I want to start because I fucking hated picking a tight end to stream this week. This is just gar- six teams on by, which hurts. What does that say? You'd think it'd make it a little easier. Blah. 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 Fucking blah. I'm going to give you one just because I have to. Chris Herndon scored three touchdowns in a row, three weeks in a row. Bad. I wouldn't play him. Bad Let's advice see. to the listeners. Folks. I fucking wouldn't play him. He's the new go-to yeah, guy. You're fucking like Bullfrog. Well, I don't. I'm not picking anyone. I had to put somebody down. Herndon's the one I put down because he's scoring. T- he's getting one or two targets a week, but he scored. T- yeah, let me give you an option here. It's Easy Ed, not Ed McCaffrey though, but Easy Ed Dixon. I did talk about this on Tuesday. Thanks for listening. You did. Um, but the reason I like him here is because on his first game back, he did have a touchdown. And he's going up against the Chargers, who've given up three TDs to tight ends in the last four games. Again, just a good opportunity. Bullfrog? Bullfrog. Man, Bullfrog's on his phone. Michael Roberts. I don't hey. know who the fuck he is. What the fuck? What I'm the trying fuck? to look up some shit here. That's a damn. reach there, buddy. That's dirty. Fucking Michael dirty. Roberts. Michael Roberts, tight end for the Lions. Uh, he's getting more involved. Week by week, Golden Tate's gone. Michael so, Roberts. He scored two touchdowns, not last week, I don't think, but the two week before. Yeah. Last week, the Lions struggled a little bit. Uh, he's been a young and, young and up-and-comer. Again, no, we're no, digging no. deep, guys. Digging deep. Tight end has been a shit this show is, anyway. This is, uh, this is Bipocalypse, right? So we'll take Just we listen get. to Big Wiz when he says, the rest of these jackasses don't know what the hell they're talking about. I'm fucking trying to take over Let's my look. pick, Wiz. No, uh, I'm trying to keep the fucking show fucking moving so we're not here all fucking douche. night. I had to go to bed. Let's look at defenses here. I'm going to take the Miami Dolphins defense. They're playing against the Jets. The Jets are awful. The, the Jets have scored thir- uh they the Miami defense have scored scored the Miami defense scored 13 fantasy points against the Jets in their last matchup. I think it was week 2 or 3. The Jets have been held to less than 20 points in 5 of 8 of their games this year. I used the wrong symbol there. That's hard to read. Uh, the Jets have turned the ball over multiple times in six of their eight games this year. They're just not that good. Sam Darnold, who had a great first game, has been playing worse and worse as the season's gone on. Uh, the Miami defense is is okay. They're decent. They're 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 a decent defense. They got that one piece, Xavion Howard, that likes to shut down a number one receiver. The Jets don't have a number one receiver, so who knows what he's going to do this week. But I think Darnold struggles. I think uh, Miami defense scores you some points this week. I had, I picked up the Miami defense on Tuesday on waiver wire day to start them in uh, in my streaming defense league. And I decided at the very last minute when Mullins was named the starter for San Francisco to drop Miami, pick up Oakland, and it fucked me. And I told you you're overthinking it. Yeah, I overthink a Keep lot. Keep it simple, Junior. Yeah, I overthink. The answer more. here is the... The Kansas City Chiefs against the fucking, the shit turmoil Browns who just fucking fired their coach and their offensive coordinator. Now they have a character called Freddy Kitchens. And if you want to know the detailed stats about him, just call up fucking nuts over there and I'll tell you all the shit that you don't want to know. But anyways, they're a garbage team. Don't expect good things out of the Browns. 
Mayfield is going to continue to get sacks and have turnovers. Chiefs are a good pick here. I agree with the Chiefs pick. I like that one. Although they are 77% owned in Yahoo. That makes it a tough streamer. <laughs> Thought I'd get that little dive in. <laughs> yeah. That makes it a tough, tough, uh, tough to stream. Yeah, because it's this week, asshole. At about 30% owned. I'll take the Seattle defense, I suppose. Again, this is reaching pretty deep. But, again, they're home. They are favored. Uh, again, Chargers offense is pretty pretty good, but Phillip Rivers is not unknown to turn the ball over periodically. Uh, and, the, and Seattle's been improving. I'm going to give them some credit, man. Seattle's getting better week to week. One of the they could that, be a formidable team come playoff stretch. It's one time. of the things I like about this call. Seattle has the most rushes in the exactly. league, and a huge chunk of those have come in the last few. So they're slowing the game down, which limits scoring opportunities. So, listeners, man, point. last week, if you had listened at all towards the end of the show, man, I gave you a deep Cincinnati Bengal pickup against that Buccaneer offense. That was a fucking great start. Just if to anybody clarify, took that advice, so my, maybe take this advice. Start that Seattle D. My Chiefs pick. They they give up, they are in the bottom third of the league and giving up points per week. Seventy two percent. No shit, because the rest of the owners are like me. Use their fucking brain to pick them up this week. Daily deep throat. All right, guys, win you some money on some FanDuel. I got five quarterbacks that I'm looking at. Mahomes. You got to take a peek at him every week. See if you want to play ninety five hundred bucks for him. As the most expensive quarterback on the docket. Cam Newton at 8,600. Probably has one of the better matchups. Jared Goff at 8,400. Again, my two guys that I'm looking at as far as streamers. I will also dive a little deeper into them throughout the next two days. Alex Smith. Alex Smith at 7,500. And Osweiler at 6,700. Again, if you want to go with the cheapest quarterback on the board, I would think he might be a I'll guy that could score 20 points for you against the Jets' defense. Running backs, again, from top down as far as salary, I like Kareem Hunt, McCaffrey, Adrian Peterson, Tariq Cohen, Kenyon Drake, Philip Lindsay, Lamar Miller, and Isaiah Crowell as your lowest value budget guy. Wide receivers that I'm that I'm looking at are Adam Thielen, Hopkins, Woods, Sanders, Cup, John Brown, Cortland Sutton, and DJ Moore. Some familiar names that we've been talking about throughout the show. As far as tight ends, this might be the week you got to pay up for a tight end. Going either Kelsey or Olsen. Kelsey. I'm feeling like this is a week where I'm going to want to pay up i should have paid up last week for kelsey because again tight ends is it's a real fucking crapshoot if you don't get one of those top guys man you're just hoping for something good uh so i'm thinking either kelsey or olsen olsen's been what i think olsen scored in two or three games in a row he's running a lot of routes he seems to be healthy and this is a great matchup for cam uh my my low level guy i already mentioned in my streamer michael roberts for the lions as far as defenses go, God, you got to think the Bears are the best pick of the week. With or without Mac? <sighs> Either way, is probably, he? with Peterman. I don't know. But it is in Buffalo, which knocks you down a little bit. Um, and they're pretty expensive, 5400 So I probably won't be able to squeeze 
I probably won't be able to squeeze the Bears in. So really the two teams I'm going to look at are Carolina at home for 4,300 and the Chiefs who are only down to 3,800. Again, I like that Chiefs defensive pick this week. Right, just some more stats on that? Yeah, because they're 29th ranked yards per game defense. Not in the last couple weeks, buddy. Just telling you, overall. I get you overall, but you look at their last couple weeks, KC defense has been... uh, The Kansas City defense has the best opportunity. I talked about this before. They have the best opportunity to create fantasy points. Points. Why? Yes. Because the Chiefs offense is going to score, which means the opponent... Has to keep is going the ball. to be trailing, which means they're going to have to draw back and pass. How do you score fantasy points as a defense? Sacks and turnovers, which are highly created on passings and downs, not running plays. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Would you rather? All right, guys. We've got a would you rather for the two of you playing head to head for a shot next week. If I'm here, Wiz has yet to win one. I'll own this for sure. <laughs> I got this. Okay. It's the only shot that you win per week anyways. That's the only Let's one that start at the quarterback position. Let me get my notes out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, two quarterbacks that are... are do you uh, get notes for this or no? There's no notes for this. Do whatever you want, buddy. Bullshit. He can flip through his fucking notebook if he wants to. At the quarterback position, do you... W- would you rather play Deshaun Watson against the Denver Broncos in Denver or Russell Wilson against... The Chargers. I'm going to go with Watson in Denver. Oh, that's a fucking coin toss right there. Uh, I think I'm going to have to go with Watson as well because... Because I said it first. If Russell has been, had been showing that he's been running the ball this year, I would take Russell. But he just hasn't been running the ball, getting those those points on the ground. Sure. At home, uh, yeah, defense is playing the, better. They're the, the running the care, ball. Yeah, right. running the ball all the time. I mean, if he was getting his 40, 50 yards a game on the ground, yeah. I'd pick Russell. But he just hasn't been doing that this year. So I'm going to go – because Watson is. Watson will do that for you. Yeah. So fantasy-wise, I'm going to go with Watson. That's fair. All right, let's go Kirk Cousins playing against the Detroit Lions or Fitz Magic playing against the Carolina Panthers. Bullfrog. Kirk Cousins all day, every day. <laughs> At Carolina, it's not going to happen. Yeah, me, I man. agree with him on this one. I'm going to go Fitz. This is getting boring, guys. Uh, at the running back position, Lamar Miller playing against the Denver Broncos or on Johnson against the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, I'm taking Carrion. Easy. Lamar Miller. There we go, baby. We got one. He, you had to pick him. He was one of your... Uh, can't get it up. Can't get it up, guys. Too many opportunities for him to fail. All right, let's go... Jordan Howard versus the Buffalo Bills or Aaron Jones versus the New England Patriots. Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones. Sorry, you want to know why? Because Nuts is an idiot. Aaron Jones finally kind of took over, I think, the backfield last week, even with Montgomery there. So God, I'll make a bet Aaron Jones versus Jordan Howard if you guys want to. I'll double tap that. You want to double tap that? <laughs> you only want him. All right, fine. I bet. Plug it in. Philip Lindsay playing against the Houston Texans or Chris Carson for the Chargers. I like Lindsay. I'll take Carson. There wow. we go. Yeah. All right, let's move to the wide receiver position, guys. We got Jarvis Landry playing against the Kansas City Chiefs. Big scoring game, right? Keenan Allen against the Seattle Seahawks. Apparently a low scoring game. I'll take Landry. Um, yeah, that's a bad one. <laughs> I will take Allen. Who would have thought? Going into the yeah. season, that those two guys would be bad choices. 
How about Doug Baldwin, speaking of bad choices, Ugh. playing against the Los Angeles Chargers, or Michael Crabtree? He's playing he against Pittsburgh. I'll Pittsburgh take Crabtree. Okay. I'll take Baldwin. Baldwin. Okay, I'll switch it up. Last one. Here's two young studs. Cortland Sutton, we've talked about him already this week, playing against those Houston Texans. Or Calvin Ridley, coming off a hot streak pre-buy, playing against the Washington defense that we yeah, think is I think good. I like Sutton here. Well, Julio's going to be getting Josh Norman, but I mean, I don't think Josh is that great anymore. Julio doesn't score touchdowns. Ooh, Atlanta's going to be passing the ball. Oh, you're talking yourself into Ridley. Just say it. Yes, yeah, mine as well, Ridley. Ridley's been scoring touchdowns. I'm right, on the Emmanuel Sanders. I need him to go for 40 so I can win something, so I got to keep up on that. Who you got? Who you got? All right, guys, in our survivor pool, we are sitting where we've been sitting for most of the year. I've got two strikes, and I'm picking the Chicago Bears to beat the shit out of the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, I already used up the Bears. Otherwise, I think that's a great pick. I'm going with the Chiefs against the Browns. I also think that's a fucking give me pick. I went with the Panthers this week. Let's get let's get a dick suck tonight, huh? Shall we? One of the One three of us three? will get our dicks Who? sucked. At least for me. two minutes. I hope it's me. At least I'll, take, I'll take a minute even. At least that. for two Just minutes, one minute. of the three of us will get our dicks sucked. <laughs> Meanwhile, you guys can go fuck off so we can try. Thank you for listening to another episode of Your Football Fantasy. Do us a favor by subscribing on Apple Podcasts. Like, follow, and share our Facebook page. And leave reviews everywhere to let people know just how much you love us. We'll see you back next week to make more of your fantasies come true.